0: Hello and welcome back to Black O'Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. It's been a while, but we're finally here to discuss the penultimate episode of Vikings Valhalla, Passion Egg, written by Vanessa Alexander, directed by Emmer Conroy. This is the seventh episode in the second season. I thought it was a good penultimate episode and I gave it a 9.6 out of 10. It uh, almost was perfect if we didn't have to at all <laughs> segue to Yomsborg or to, uh, to what's the other guy's name? <laughs> That's how relevant he is to me at this moment. I forgot that he was even a relevant plot point until he got blessed, apparently. <laughs> by the local bishop so now he thinks that his mission is ordained by god put your faith
1: in the light
0: olaf that's his name and even so he has more of a compelling arc than freitas who is by far the most annoying character (laughs) in the series for no other reason than she's Pretty fucking useless other than what she says versus what she does and it's just it's a we've belabored it enough but it cannot be overstated unfortunately that we had such high hopes for this character Freitas and she just slipped very quickly into obscurity and has now crossed the line into i don't want to see this character anymore i would rather they be killed off maybe something will happen in the finale that will at least make me compelled to watch what she's doing in season three because we are getting to season three however at this moment i am totally aboard the Harold and elena ship and that's the only one i want to see sailing this is my own Disclaimer, by the way, if you hear giggling girls in the background, it's because I have a uh, four-child sleepover in my two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> One girl dropped her child off. Her mama was like, "You're brave." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm something." <laughs> oh, but yes, that's where I'm. I'm invested. I don't really care what happens to Freitas, but they're preparing to basically, I mean, Gu- Gujarin talking about, oh, I, I allowed Jojo to be exiled. Fuck ex, You allowed your child to have his hand chopped off. You could have more than anyone else stop the problem before it became such a, a horrible, and I don't even know if they really showed her switching sides unless he was just at that moment where you're like oh no I really did lose my son maybe I thought things would go differently and I could ask for mercy and he would be provided that so on and so forth but it's just not a very good storyline but Jojo being rescued by Olaf at the end now that's interesting considering that Olaf has no idea even the map makers don't know where the the yams vikings yamsborg settlement is uh and it's very treacherous to get there and only the people that are from that area know how to get to that area uh even so much where he's like if you find out where it is let me know so i can put it on the map (laughs) so i i think that they have a pretty good defensive area so jojo has no reason and he doesn't know his dad is dead or his stepdad he has no reason and, and he doesn't know that Freitas is alive to to not sell them out so I think that we are going to get some type of battle in the final episode that's finally going to be a deciding factor in this uh cadigate storyline because I need more things to be going on than what is happening now that we've gotten all of the the C and D minus storylines out of the way. Let's get to the A plus one. We begin immediately with Leif waking up in the water. Uh, the the ship going over a waterfall does exactly what it did, which was ground itself. But they are lucky that it did not shatter. And it can be salvaged and able to be put back onto water. However, the Pescheneg show up. With only Miriam being found with Harold in the boat and he gets her to hide so that he himself can be the only one captured by introducing himself as the prince of Norway. I am worth something. Take me to your, your leader. And while they do search the boat because they're like, how are you a prince? But you're also a slaver and your slaves all conveniently drowned. They don't find anyone and thus. They do take Harold, but man, did he, I said he needed to have pride before the fall or something to that effect (laughs) that his pride needs to, to take a little bit of a beating so that he could find some humility. And this is another important, I think, factor in that because here he is this prince, as he pointed out, and I do forget that most of the time that he is a prince and he, he gets this noose around his neck and he's dragged by a horse into this camp. And then when he's introduced to Tyrek, he says, bring him to my tent versus I'm not even going to send him to the Khan where the Khan can decide if he wants to negotiate or ransom him back to even his his, uh, uncle, that is the king in Novgorod. So, or Novgorod, he has all of the components there that would ensure that he at least uh maybe dealt differently but it doesn't go that way he's not seen as he's actually called a varangian which those are a different type of viking (laughs) but i like when he said that he's like uh yeah i can see all these skulls that you're drinking out of and that's cute and everything but you ain't ever fucking fought no viking I know I started with Leif and then went over to Harold but (laughs) not much to address with Leif until we get back to the shore and I wanted to get to this part first because Harold has nothing but his wits And I think that it's telling that he is willing to sacrifice himself every time on behalf of someone else that he feels is under his protection. And that's Miriam as well. Like she's trying to come out of the water. He knows that's Leif's girl, but he, you know, he makes sure that she's taken care of. But I think if it was anybody else, he would have made that sacrifice. This torture scene was terrible. I I mean, he really did prove that he's a fucking badass <laughs> because he did not really want to let out that pain in a grunt and first he's like oh okay he showed him his scar he's like he's talking all that stuff and I love how Harold again using his words oh you're gonna kill me well what kind of person does that make you sounds like you're a coward you think that you're a badass trying to humiliate me in front of your people but what you tied me to a horse dragged me through your camp made it so I was weak so that I could not defend myself against you like what's the point of that but he straight says like I don't we don't play these games I'm going it did get into his head a little bit but it also made him want to torture him which I think this guy is just into torture anyway <laughs> and he uh he takes a uh, a knight oh, his second command did it but he he put it through his skin and then they took the uh, they they tied ropes around it and then lifted him up from those ropes ah that was that was not great not great at all (laughs) i felt really bad for harold but the fact that he was still staring that man in the face like i'm giving you no satisfaction (laughs) now let's cut back to lave He, uh, I'm so glad that he didn't think, oh, where's Miriam? And, you know, not make it a Maggie Glenn situation where they're like, fuck everybody else. I'm about to go find my loved ones. They immediately, he immediately goes to where the boat is. Like, we need to keep going downstream. We need to find the rest of them in the boat. They find Miriam. Everyone's reunited and they're happy. Uh, he's also rescued another one of the girls. I keep forgetting all of their names. I am so sorry. But Elena and the other two, they survive. However, Cadlin, we find out a little bit later, did not survive. Aww. I like the camaraderie between... Uh, the males as well because they're all concerned about Kyria. Um you see not only Batu but Kassan you know hoping that he's gonna be okay and then he ends up you know surviving and they're happy about that and then when they all reunite they realize Harold's taken and Leif's like I'm gonna go after my friend because that's what we do and he leaves the two men to help Miriam get the boat Cause she's like, oh, I can use what I know to the dynamics of mathematics and gravity and all that shit. That's smart for them to get the boat uh, from being ungrounded. And they need uh, the strength. But he and the other women are like, no, we're going with you. Or not, he, Elena <laughs> and the other two women are like, no, we're gonna go with you. And then Batu even telling that one here when you use this, like keep hitting like fuck them up do what you gotta do be savage with it and I love that they're not treating these women like they are defenseless you know (laughs) sprites that need to be even Leif when he's trying to protect them he's just more like no this is a no-end situation I'm not trying to protect you because you're female he's like no you can come with me But we just walked into an impossible situation when they finally do get to the camp. I love the scene where Karyo's like, I going with you because I know where the camp is. And then there's just one lovely scene where Leif just takes his hand and puts it on his back without even having to tell him, like, you're going to follow me. I just things. I, I love this group. I feel that there is a closeness with this group based on. The moment we met them to what they the challenges they've been through, that there truly is, I I, I believe the solidarity between them, you know, where it's like, no, you're my friend. Uh, <laughs> we look out for each other. And it's the same thing with these these women, you know, those slaves. They they uh batu handed over the knife. He's like, shit, fuck them up, do what you gotta do. We're on your side in this. So them going to the camp. Uh, before they did go because we saw Miriam grab a, a little vial of something she gives it to Kuria and says hey there's only enough for one person he's like I thought you made this for you she says use it wisely because he's announced that he's come to go back to the passion so he can kill his brother he's trying to search for a redemption so this poison is a way I was thinking he was going to kill himself, not to kill his brother. And that was brilliant. They uh, say, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring Curia in. Curia says, look, once he he asked, um, he tells the Khan that I'm here, he's going to come with his army and you're going to have to go because you're going to be outnumbered at that point. So he tells Leif to leave him behind but Leif says I don't want to he also explains his religion the Peshineg beliefs of how they'll be reunited with their loved ones and and turned into a a bird something to that effect and uh this is how he wants to die but Leif doesn't want to lose his friend like there's no way in hell I'm leaving you behind I truly think that he just told the women like, hey, once we're outnumbered, the chances of you surviving outweigh everything else. So protect yourselves. Don't feel the need to protect us. And I don't think it was said in the you're a sprite and can't take care of yourself way. It was more of the it's your choice. But know that I'm not going to hold against you if you leave, because I'm telling you, you don't have to fight or die for me. He goes in and explains who Kurya is. He sends one of his men to tell the Khan. However, while he's able to get Harold down from being tortured, he himself is captured and they're both taken out into the camp where they're tied down to wooden posts. And this guy really, Tarak, he really likes to torture. I love that Leif made such quick work of him. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis because it confirms that you know you really were just a coward (laughs) and he took that knife and started cutting into Leif's back and Leif's just like what the fuck he doesn't cry out either he's just taking it and Harold's like uh or Leif still can make a joke this is where you're like you're happy to see me he's like no this is when I asked you have a plan b (laughs) And while it didn't look like they were going to have a plan B, of course, of course, Elena's like, not today. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. One of the girls, she slices the one guard's neck. They set fire to the tents. They release all the horses for a distraction and they save both men. And then they, uh, cause Harold is kind of fucked up really bad. And then they make their escape just as the cons men are coming. Curry is like, stop saving me. <laughs> I need to die. But Leif, he really is. He he simply can't allow people to die. But I think he does come to peace with it. That's what I mean. I think this is all about him realizing out of his very sheltered existence, you're going to lose people in this world that you like, that you love, that are a friend, that are enemies, uh, loss is simply what comes with it, but know that all loss doesn't mean sadness. Like for the case of Korea, this is something he wanted to do and he was able to avenge his, his wife because when he finally, they finally do get to where the shore is, he walks away to give them enough time to get the boat into the water. And thus he walks casually back. To where uh, his brother would stop waiting for him in the woods. And while his brother enjoys toying with him and calling him a coward. That ran away while he murdered his wife. He tells him, I think you're the coward. Because you can't use your knife to try to kill me. And you're afraid of the blind man that's trying to kill you. And he's like, kill me? Yes. And then probably <laughs> <laughs> blows that poison into his eyes and we were all we were all elated the fact that he made him blind before he died <laughs> is even better it's poetic he was satisfied his last order though was for his men to kill kuria and Korea's like i'm ready to come home i'm coming home for you baby but unfortunately them all watching this as they are getting away lave has to make the call he doesn't want to have his friend tortured and suffering before death so he ends up mercy killing him and then you have another scene a little bit later where he's holding miriam's hand and he looks out and he sees a, a bird and he goes what she asks, what is it and he says it's Curia making his way home and i thought that was rather beautiful then there's the slight scene with don't worry i didn't skip catelyn's death the slight scene between elena and harold where harold's like why did you come back for me as she's tending to his wounds and she says because you would have done the same thing for any of us like you're a good man and then they shared a, a very long close and lingering look Got the nasty in my taxi. You need a lift. You can sit between the back seat of my ta- But another really good scene just between the men uh, and Miriam, because one they, they finally one they listen to Miriam because they're first are skeptical. they're like, how's this gonna work? And then they're like, okay, we're gonna pull and then it works. And then that excitement between the two men, uh, Batu and Kasan, like they have a clear brothership. And they're so happy. And then Miriam looks over and she sees the body of Catelyn in the water. Quezon is visibly upset, but they bury her. And he says she was a Christian. I love this acknowledgement of the religions, right? It's like you can be from different walks of life and believe in different things and still find commonality between you, still find friendship and still find love. He wasn't a Christian, but she was a Christian, And he says, I I don't have any words to say about her that that would be an honor to her religion. And Miriam says, I think it's just good to say what's in your heart. And he admitted that, you know, he liked being with her. She was good to him. And he thought with her, there was a future. There was something worth living for in this life. And, And that's all that really mattered between them. So I thought that was wonderful. And then Batu also just being a brother. his friend not letting men be angry instead of uh instead of actually mourn a loss so i really like that scene i really liked everything about that side of the story arc and now that they're almost on their way they've really come to the last bit of their journey i'm curious on how it's gonna end but man man they they're gonna end up in Constantinople with not much to show except for elena but elena I hope she ain't betrothed to someone else because I need her and <laughs> Harold to get together. Freitas can go on and die and he can raise his child. <laughs> you know, this when it was in development, they said that this show was going to possibly focus on like the the main focal points are Leif Erickson, Freitas, Harold, and the someone we've yet to meet which is william the conqueror now i know we're close we're close to we're not really close to normandy though that's the thing we're in constantinople is not anywhere near the the french empire so i am curious on how they're going to manage to wove him into the the story arc at all or if they've changed their mind about that i would love to see a william the conqueror uh inception type of storyline and integrating those with our people because I do think at some point like something's got to give I I know that well they could change a lot about Freitas's story arc but Leif he needs to make his way across (laughs) an ocean and I'm I'm pretty adamant about that (laughs) I do believe Harold's gonna be the king of Norway I'm pretty adamant about that as well. I don't care what they do with Freitas. I just don't think that she serves either man because she very much is uh, a non-factor at this point. Okay, let me stop dragging her because that is all I want to seem to focus on. Because I- I'm looking at these three badass women on the other side. And then here's Freitas, this Norse looking Viking woman. who's just a disgrace to all of them, right? Let's jump into the feedback, because we have feedback.
1: Man, motherfucker. What up, Cena? It's me, B. This is feedback for Vikings Valhalla episode 7. So this is the um, penultimate episode of season 2. Um, I don't know why we still are forced to be in uh, you but I guess now um, that um, Olaf is bringing his dusty ass there, maybe, you know, maybe something will come from this. Um, the whole time we were forced to watch Freitas walking around with that dumbass smile on her face, bouncing around with the baby boy, um, I'm thinking, okay, so... Uh, It's Uppsala now, and it's going to be good, and they're going to actually do something for the Viking people. So this will be exciting. Um, I thought we would see them go find Jojo, because now that y'all know that nigga was lying, and he didn't kill Freitas, clearly we can't give him his hand back, but we can at least bring him back into the fold and give him some type of title. It's the least we could do since we crippled the man. But no, this bitch is frolicking around, doing fucking great, like, Miss America, Miss Universe waves, talking to the people. And even the boy's mama. Like, y'all not even gonna try to find him. I know y'all dropped him off in the middle of the fucking ocean. But nobody's gonna go look for the man. Nobody. Y'all just forgot he's dead. Oh, he dead. He dead. That's fine. He dead. It's cool. We'll have him in spirit. And because of what y'all did to him, he probably couldn't even have made it to Valhalla because he somewhere in the boat dying. And I was like, I now I know this motherfucker not dead. And Olaf's old goofy ass is about to find him. And that's exactly what happened. I am so annoyed with this freaking storyline. And the only hopes that I have is that maybe now, you know, that um we actually, um, saw Olaf, uh, going to, you know, this, uh, Yallsburg. um, maybe now the storyline will get interesting. I'm not sure. Um, I, I feel like it's all going to end up where, you know, Leif, Freitas, and, uh, Harold are all going to be together again. That's, that's my only hope. And, and to be honest with you, like, I was so freaking irritated with the way this is in that I didn't even send feedback after I saw it. And now I don't even remember what the hell happened because I just couldn't believe that these dumb assholes didn't decide to go back and find JoJo. Y'all got this man floating around in the ocean with a vendetta against you knowing y'all got enemies. He knows just how... To get there. And he's under the impression that his dear old daddy is still alive running things. So what kind of motive does he have not to give y'all motherfuckers away? He thinks Freitas is dead too. He thinks all of y'all bitches think he killed her. And he got nothing to lose. And I don't know about y'all. But I know revenge would have kept my ass alive. Just so I can find somebody who's looking for y'all. And I can send them to you. And that's exactly what's going to happen, because he has no idea that the new Absala is changing, because Freitas is alive, and y'all fucking rocked his daddy to death, and that nigga's dead. I just, ugh. This whole storyline was such trash, and I hate that I had to watch it. I wish we could have just followed Leif and Harold and those boss-ass slave girls, because even though one of them poor babies died um they were some boss ass bitches and I was really I really liked them and I'm sad that Kisan's Boosang didn't make it but they were bosses from the like I knew for a fact that old girl was not gonna listen to Leif and just run away I was like I don't think you understand the fact that like once they all got into the boat and Miriam Mar- uh, was like, they took Harold, um, the Pishiniks took Harold, and Leif was like, I got to go find him. And they were like, Kasan, and I think his name is Batu, it's, it's, it's either Batu or Baku, I think it's Batu, I'm going to call him Batu, because I think that's it. They were like, we're going to go with you, and he's like, no, nah, y'all got to stay and get the boat together. And then the girls were like, okay, we're coming. I was like, okay. I see you bros. I fucking love you, and when we couldn't find the old one girl, I knew she, I assumed she was dead, I didn't think she was gonna be under the boat, now that shit was sad as fuck, but I knew that them wanting to go, they were gonna want to fight, and like, they're all so, like, they're all so brave, and they're all so smart, like, I freaking love them, I don't know if they're gonna be a part of the story now, I'm thinking, um, so, and I, and I, oh, I got the vibe that Harold was gonna, like, have some type of, like, connection, kinship, friendship, respect for the girl that I think, honestly, I think she is, may, I don't know if she was promised to the emperor, um, or if she is an empress, and that's, like, her dad was getting her there because she's supposed to take over. I feel like she's gonna have some type of significant standing, and I think that she's gonna end up giving... Harold, you know, maybe, maybe not the title. He's already a prince, but he wants to be king, but he's already a prince. So giving him some type of, you know, significant, um, you know, prize for helping her get there. And the fact that she was willing to sacrifice, you know, her life just to make sure Leif, Harold, and, um, the blind Peshnik, I, I keep wanting to call him Lolo, but I know, I know it's not like Lord Kieran, La Kieran, something like that. I, I'm, i I'm going with Lolo because I can't remember. It's like Lo something or the other or it's like Lo something or the other. Maybe I should just call him Kieran because I know Kieran is in it and Kieran is a nice name. Um, that whole, like that whole storyline was like really interesting and I, and I enjoyed seeing oh my god i i just want to talk about what happened to harold because lord have mercy i could not i could not watch it and i was like (laughs) i know uh now that shy isn't following because when i was watching it i wasn't sure but she would that would have been it for her because that when they put that thing in his chest and he was like your muscles will keep it from tearing i was like what is he about to do and then when he did it I almost threw up in my mouth. I couldn't watch it. I was just listening to the sounds and the sounds were enough for me to my stomach was turning like it was so God awful. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, But he did take it like a boss because I always think about, you know, you know, them being, you know, getting into Valhalla and that mindset of Vikings like and I know Harold's a Christian, but he's still a Viking. So, you know, showing like fear you know, in the face of danger, or, like, crying out, or, like, screaming for mercy, that's not something they do, and whether you're a Christian or not, he's still a Viking, and, you know, I knew he was gonna take that shit like a boss, but it was just too much, even fucking Leif, when he was getting, like, I think the guy was, like, 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 cutting in his back, you know, they were gonna torture him, like, all of that shit was, like, really like gruesome and I and I I all I was thinking was oh my god how long is this going to go off but I knew the girls were going to come because I knew for a fact that the Pesheniks were not gonna let Harold go all I know is that Leif's idea wasn't the best like he should have had a backup plan but lucky for him our girls did and they went in there like some bosses old girl with that axe she didn't even hesitate She straight murked dude and then they like set out they uh like caused the diversion with letting the horses go setting tents on fire she was dope as hell and when um karen that's what we gonna call him the blind Peschnik, when he you know at the end i was like there's no way they're gonna be able to get him back on that boat if they want to make it because like th- that dude's not going to stop chasing them. Even if they get on the boat, they're going to be right behind them. So I knew he was going to sacrifice himself. But when he told us like, you know what his plan was, he's like, I want to be reunited, reunited with my wife. Like it's, it's been a long time and I, I want to be with her. And I could tell that that was gonna like be the thing Leif held on to um because I feel like he could understand it he didn't want to go to Valhalla like that's not in his mindset anymore but he, he also understands you know wanting to be with the person that you love and you know him turning into a bird and going that was very like I, I thought was very poetic and they even saw a bird and it just it just meshed with you know lace beliefs and understanding that there's other religions out there and you know maybe being a pagan isn't the only one it doesn't necessarily make the other ones wrong but you know you can only believe in what you believe and i thought it was very very sweet and then when he took that thing that um miriam gave him and instead of like taking it for himself he like killed his brother like that shit was dope now the passionates don't have a leader they're big leader at least and and then uh I'm pretty sure like I know Leif was fighting old dude like he it didn't seem like he wanted to kill him, but old dude thought he was fucking with the lame, and Leif took his ass out, and that was the other leader of that group, so now that they don't have a leader, so that'll leave them vulnerable for a little bit maybe uh it'll allow you know another group to at least you know get through you know the Vikings can maybe trade for a little bit now that the Peshniks are gonna be in disarray, but the whole powder thing was dope as hell but that must have been the thing that Miriam was like gathering when <laughs> Leif thought they were eating, uh, berries and <laughs> like, oh, are these edible? <laughs> like no, they're, I'm a turn powder that'll kill me in a second. Yeah. Um, it was, it was pretty cool that the, like this was probably my favorite episode. Um, even though we had to deal with the ending and even like the, I, like I feel like it was probably done on purpose, but when Olaf, like, ran into the priest and he was giving him the blessing like that whole scene was so like I don't know if homoerotic is the right it just had like a sexual undertone around it when he was like kissed his ring and he was like blessing him I was like is this supposed to give off fucking creepy pedophile vibes because that's what I'm getting and I know those were two grown men but that whole aura around that scene just made me fucking cringe it was so gross and so like yuck (laughs) I just ugh, ugh. I, I, I don't know if I, like, I believe that there has to be something out there. I don't know if it's like just, you know, man made, if they, you know, the gods walk the earth, you know, I don't know. I don't want to believe that we're just here alone because that's just very morbid and sad. Like, there's not a higher being here, you know, to protect us. I feel like that, like, believing in nothing is too, sad for me to do that but I I just religion like the more I learn about history thank you Christina and the more that you know that uh, like I read and stuff like that even fantasy fantasy type of things like religion is so corrupted because humans are corrupt and it seems like the more power you get the more power you want the worse it gets you know, the high, even like you think about the people who have so much money that they don't know what to do with, they start doing and needing to do the most abnormal, obscure, like, morality bending type of things. Like, it's just humans are innately flawed. So any kind of religion we have is going to feel that way, because that's how we are. And, you know, I just, you know, I just don't have that belief system anymore. Like, I, Like I said, I don't want to believe that there's nothing out there in the world, but I just, it's so hard for me to believe in a religion, like an organized one, because there's so much history behind it that makes you like, how can we as humans act like we're so great and we're so much better than other groups, you know, that maybe like, for instance, aren't Christian, when we've been doing some fucked up shit for fucking centuries. It's just crazy. Anyway, um, I don't know how you felt about this episode, but for the most part, I think that the parts that I enjoyed, like the Peshnik part um that stuff over like it 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 was so much it was so good that it made like the whole uh yaborg thing um not as annoying and i I don't know if they did go to England, I don't remember, but at this point, I don't care that Godwin, um, Emma, I mean, Canute's back, so hopefully we see him again in this finale, but, you know, other than that, I really don't have much to say, so, um, and then let me know if you know if there's going to be a season three, usually, like, when I log into Netflix, when I'm, like, when I end the show, it'll, it'll tell you, but I haven't, I haven't watched the last one yet, and I haven't logged into Netflix, so I don't know, but if you heard anything, let me know, so I'm going to end it here, until next time, love, peace, Harry's, the Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Mimi, out.
0: That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Some really good insight, too, uh, about the corruption of religion and how it can be something quite pure uh, in the believer's eyes and yet manipulated and, and warped and utilized as a tool in in other hands. And I think that that is a, a really good examination of, Of one's relationship with religion as well I mean I never try to tell people who what what that's up to you you know (laughs) I can only tell you what I believe and and, you know and I've already stated as much but there is a difference too though of people who are believers but they're using it and with a, a corrupted soul so to speak they're using it as a political tool versus something that has to do with one's uh morality or even um belief in 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 what their own purpose on this earth is i think everyone comes to that conclusion at their own pace uh and with their own conclusions but i I think simply what oh there's my alarm simply what many others have a hard time like myself dealing with more so when you go back into the historical accuracy of it all is the fact that it didn't you know the masses were those the one the believers were those that had no power but then once you have power then how do you then use that do you still you know because there's there's kings to this day who who, who still who who honestly like Catholicism because of the the indulgences that tells you I can do whatever the fuck I want but all I gotta do is pay my way into heaven and that was what they genuinely believed so it's like they they have an idea of something and and some of it's catering to absolution in retrospect which is problematic uh, which is why Protestantism was a uh, much more uh, for particularly the people, an attainable thing. It's like, okay, well, I can't pay to get out of every fucking bad thing I ever did. But if I don't have to do that and all I have to do is a, be a better person, if anything, the religion, you would say Protestantism took a lot of that religious control away from Catholicism, which is why it's the most prevalent right now. No, that's not true. Because actually in Europe, Catholicism and, and America is very, very, you go in some countries though like in london england they're not religious like most of them they're not they'll say yeah we're not religious at all we don't believe in anything but if you go to to christian nations or if you go to, to like a certain other nations i wouldn't say atheism agnostics is becoming far more prevalent and i think in another 20 30 years even another 100 uh is it to say that you know those no Cause it's been a long too, it's been around too long, but I do think more people are coming to now that we have the capacity for science and reason to override superstition and fear. More people are taking a harder look at these, um, these things that are being told and taught to them. I want to get up too much on my, on my soapbox about that but you brought a good point up about Olaf and the sexualization of what should be something that is very much a spiritual thing and yet there's a f- feverance a-, a reverence there that's the right word I want to use a reverence there that is unhealthily so he's in what we would call fan- fanaticism part of the that's where Lo- Floki is you know where they're so uh so morally or even ethically they want to have the moral high ground with their own religious beliefs but they're not above utilizing those in ways that may not speak to religion but to personal desire i think that with olaf that scene that they were showing with him because it's been a is it political or is he de- no? he really believes that the divinity of christ is better than and should be followed versus these vikings these yams vikings that he technically has familial ties to right everything that came before that that he would know for his own was not viking it was pagan but hey christianity is going to get you power so doing things in the name of christianity well, that's going to get you recognition by the church. What does the church have? Power, money, influence, everything that you need to get forward in this world. But here you are committing acts of what they tell you not to do in the Bible. Pretty sure it's like one of the commandments not to kill. Uh, we're going to go out and do that because we're doing it in the name of the Lord. Uh, You mentioned possible everything else you said i agreed with you mentioned possible disarray with the pest and eggs that could be a storyline they would want they could pursue in the future but i don't genuinely think they will i think that this time in history i think they'll just pretty much they'll, they'll make like the pest and eggs kind of remind me a little bit of the uh the mongols you're gonna have those types of groups all the time and then once you've already secured all it takes is is you cut one head off the snake another one's gonna appear he's got a right hand if he had no power then they would not at that man dying do his final order right usually you take out the king (laughs) some might give you the throne you take out the king here no you get killed and then they'll talk amongst themselves on who's taking his spot now are they going to be just as effective who's who's to say it could cause the disarray but i can also see it being a a non-factor in the future or or possibly not i don't know but that is all i have to say on this episode i can't wait to the finale uh this is very much what we what we have been looking forward to all the season i agree this is one of the best episodes they've done um oh yeah you so right why didn't they go find jojo why didn't they go find Jojo why would you not even the one people that were in the boat and you told and he said look this man is bad y'all stoned him to death and you were like oh man we should probably go get him it's not like he's already dead it's been less than five hours it feels like maybe eight if you're pushing it uh and I totally I'm with you I agree I think she is going Elena is going to give Harold the the power that he needs to go back and and really confront because it's not I don't think Olaf that he has to really worry about in this scenario it's uh Canute's crazy ass daddy (laughs) Canute I think honestly would have given him the throne but because Canute now needs his father he's in a compromising position and now his father's like no I want your son here or my grandson here uh, and I have a feeling that we're going to be dealing with the father versus Canute, since that is his, he's going to have to take that back from him and he's going to have to do it in a way that doesn't necessarily, I mean, you need an army just so you can have a presence, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go to war, but, uh, that, that's what I'd be concerned about. That I think is, uh, everything now. That I covered in my notes that I wrote down. Yes, I believe it is. If you want to send feedback for our finale, which I will be recording tomorrow, Saturday, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. I actually will be moving my recording schedule to mostly Friday, Saturday, and Sundays because during the week it will be an impossibility. Now, with my new role, I'm just not going to have the and it's, it's one of those where I'm going to be done when I'm done and not done when I, cause the clock says so. <laughs> and thus I don't want to set myself up for failure or even in that mindset during the week. I'm like, you know what? Mm-mm. It was easy when I wasn't actually physically on the phone talking to people every day and, and messing with a whole bunch of things like math and calculation and injuries. Um, so yeah. Just know when you see the calendar coming out for the first week of March, everything will be pushed to the back half. I think I've
1: talked enough. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.